are here, live, well, previously recorded in sunny and warm Los Angeles, California. This is Gameware Express's E3 2015 episode. Stephen Martin, you're here with me. Hello. I'm Adam Arinder. It is Friday, June the 19th, 2015. Oh. We made it. Yeah. Another E3 is in the books. What an E3. Your 10th. My 5th. Yeah. It's like we're vets with this or something. I don't know what I'm doing. Neither do I, really. Renee's here, too, but she's asleep on the bed. Maybe she'll join us later. Maybe she'll be sleeping all night. That's fine, I too. I wish I was sleeping. Yeah. I'm tired. I'm tired and sore. There's a lot of walking. Yeah, well, that's what you do at yeah. a convention. But we still had fun. We had a good time. We're going to yeah. go over what all we saw, because we saw a good bit, despite everything. But, you know, got to have an intro question like every week. Yep. So for this week's intro question, Stephen Martin, what one word would you use to describe E3 2015? Oh, one word? One word. That's really tough. Can I say two words? Like, it's back? To me, E3 felt like like it was back. Like, the big games were back, and the big games showed well. Okay. Uh, more than... I'm going to cheat. That's two words. But you can say it real quick. It's back. <laughs> it sounds like one word. Okay. No, I can take that. That's fine. Um, for me, it's lines. Lines. This, this, I feel like in my five years, the lines have never been this bad to see stuff. That's because of all the big games. Yeah, that's true. But you think with the, all the big games, it would be dispersed more. Maybe. But yeah. it could also be because like an extra 5,000 people got into this year's show who there weren't were, industry uh, people. There were more people, yeah. So that's kind of weird and interesting. But yeah, yeah. Uh, we saw a lot of stuff. Uh, just like last year's show, we're not going to really go and... Uh, tread on all the press conferences that happened. Those are a few days ago. Plenty of outlets have covered it. But if you had to say one thing that surprised you in any of the press conferences, what would you say? Or what, what was your favorite oh, thing in any the, of them? The, the Xbox One backwards compatibility. That was my answer. Damn, that okay. was exciting. People were like screaming. Like uh, it was like a. I don't know, concert or something. Yeah, we were there. The Beatles concert. And people, like, standing ovations were going on (laughs) as Phil Spencer was announcing the backwards compatibility for Xbox One for Xbox 360. Well, since you took that one, I'll take Sony just, like, dropping bomb after bomb of games. Because these were rumored, but I never thought all three would show up with the Final Fantasy VII remake, The Last Guardian being a thing, and... um, I can't remember what the other one was. Shinmu. Shinmu. Shinmu? Yeah. Shinmu 3 Kickstarter, which got funded in like nine hours, $2 right. million. It's at $3.2 million right now. That's crazy. I just, just checked before That's we recorded. <laughs> I'm glad you did because I was about to fact check it during the air. That would have been bad. <laughs> $3.2 million, and it still has like 28 days to go. Yeah. And Bloodstained just beat like the record for most money's raised. I think Shinmu might beat it. I think you're right. I think so. But yeah, okay, so show floor time. Three days of walking and waiting lines and everything. I guess we'll start with Tuesday. I wrote down what I saw. I hope you just remember maybe. Uh, yeah, I'll have to maybe think about it. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, Tuesday, I started my day in Nintendo and checked out Yoshi's Woolly World again. Yeah. Did you get a chance to play that at all? I played it today, actually. Okay, I'll go think? out of order. That game's fun and uh, cute. Yeah, it's adorable. And last year when I played it, it was very easy and not that spectacular. But I'd say this year, like... I played the level they played during the Nintendo World Championship, like the, the kind of ghost drapes, level and the drapes. drapes. It was pretty tough. I couldn't beat it. Yeah, that level was hard. Okay. And I'm going to mute that. <laughs> uh, that level, I didn't play that level. I played the easiest level. Um, there were three levels to pick from, and Renee and I played together, and the easy level had some pretty tough moments, actually. Really? For the easy level. That's but. good, because a lot of people are calling this Kirby's Epic Yarn, but with Yoshi. But no, 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 not no, anymore. No. Yeah, not, not at all. 
Not it, at all. Yeah, so I'm I'm really excited about this game now Me because too. it's adorable, yet challenging. And all the ami- a- amiibo support. You can drop your amiibo, mm-hmm. and it'll put a cool little pattern on your yarn, Yoshi. Yeah, they announced that the pr- their little digital event. There where... must be, like, it must support all of them. Yeah, it's got to. I mean, why not? It's just a skin change, right. so it, it should. And that's yeah. kind of cool. More reasons to use the amiibo, I guess. Better take them out of the packaging. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I guess no. We won't go in order. Let's stick. Let's stick with. Uh, let's just publisher. stick with. Yeah, so, public, I like that actually. Also, with Nintendo, we played Super Mario Maker. Yep. Um, I just played some of the already designed levels yeah. because I am not a creative person. I didn't want to design a. Le- I'll do that later, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't, but I don't think I will. I just wanted to play some levels that other people had made. Yeah, it was like the big corner piece of the Nintendo booth this year, where Splatoon had that last year. Yep. And it was pretty fun. I like seeing like Super Mario World and, and Super Mario Brothers and three like updated, like HD graphics, but you can still have, still has that kind of aesthetic. It looked clean. Yeah, for clean. sure. And then some of the levels people came up with are really difficult. Yeah, like really difficult. Um, I did nothing but die. Yeah, constantly. But what's cool is it shows you where other people died. Yeah, you know, I noticed that, and then I asked. One of the um, ladies doing the demonstration, one of the mm-hmm. N- Nintendo, not employees, but yeah. And I, I asked, "Is this where people died? Because there were little X's." Mm-hmm. And she said, "No." <laughs> so I, I was well, like, my, "Well, it looks N- like that." My like, Nintendo lady, yeah, uh, said yes. That's what. It is. Okay, well, that's what I thought it was. I yeah. thought I didn't know what else it could be. I was like, "No, okay, well, that's weird." So that's super cool, and you can also leave notes like Dark Souls Whoa, style. This is where the real Mario begins. Yeah, so like this could be like the best Mario ever because it's like Mario Unlimited. Well, yeah, mm. it's kind of cheating. That is cheating. Yeah, but, but yes, it could be the best Mario ever. I just, all, the, all the levels. Yeah. Did you get a chance to play any of the uh, Nintendo World Championship levels? I watched Renee try one of the Nintendo World Championship levels, and mm-hmm. that looked difficult. It was difficult looking when we saw it live on stage the first time. Yeah. I played the first one with like the ramps, and you have to like, hop on the turtles at the end, yeah. and I died at like the turtle hopping. I just couldn't get it down. And then people were waiting. I felt bad and embarrassed. Right. I'm like, I'm just going to put this down now. You'll have a great day. You, you got 20 minutes to play this game. This is another reason why these lines are so long. Because you're getting like 10 and 20 minutes to try that's a game. That's a side tangent let's talk about. Because okay. that's a problem I had with Nintendo the past few years. Yeah. Because, uh, well, we'll transition. I played Star Fox. Did you play Star Fox Zero? I did not. Okay, so I played Star Fox Zero. And that demo was like 10 or 15 minutes long. And it didn't need to be. Yeah. Like, I wanted to fly around. I wanted to look down the gamepad and shoot things. I want to transform to the little raptor thing and be done. Yep. And that would have made the line move faster. But instead, all these people were playing 10 to 15 minute demos and just backed everyone up. Yeah. All these games. Just the problem in general with E3 is I have a lot to see. And we are not swank like some of these outlets are who get appointments and right. like things handed to them. So we have to wait. Yep. Uh, and I want to see a lot. So Star Fox had like a 15 minute demo. I actually played both levels. That's impressive. Uh, so you played two demos. Yeah. One, the, the first level they had was Corneria, which is all bright and colorful. You have to... It's kind of like, the, I guess, kind of a tutorial level because you start flying it over like the ocean or the water and you're like, go through these rings and this is how you do a barrel roll. And oh, yeah. then you get to the city and things are attacking it and you're trying to rescue Deputy Dog from on top of the... I don't know, is that an real, official character I don't from think, I don't Star know his Fox. name. Colonel... Colonel Mustang. I don't know. Yep. And... I'm not good on the Star Fox characters, guys. Sorry, I didn't really play Star Fox growing up. Uh, and there's just these spider robots and these big robots on the ground in the air and climbing the tower you have to destroy. 
And it was a little jarring at first trying to play both screens. Mm Because at some points when the thing's on the ground, you can either press A and transform into the little raptor thing and kind of run around and shoot them. Or you can fly over them and tilt the gamepad down and look on your screen and just shoot them. That way you're not like dive bombing them and have to pull up at the last minute. So it's kind of a cool thing, and I got used to it after a while, but it was really weird trying to look down whilst the plane is still flying and not crashing into trees or anything. And then the second level I played was like a dog fight level in space. So you're fighting Colonel Mustang. Actually, this time you're fighting a pig. Okay. Piggy McPickerson was really mad at you, and you had to fly around and shoot him. Right. Which is also weird, because you can hold the left trigger, which locks on to wherever he is, but if you're flying the other way... It's just kind of hard to like orient yourself to do that and get, right. get around. So the controls are kind of weird. I don't know if that's normal in Star Fox games. I never really played many like on the 64. Or I don't remember that series ever having difficult okay. controls. So it was fun. It looked really good. Yeah. I, I didn't know if that was just a mean problem. But I could see myself getting used to like the two-screen thing. Like the guy demoing it for me was like it's kind of like when you're driving and look in the in the your rearview mirror. Or your I try to not mirror. do that. I don't want to look in my rearview. Well, he's mirror. like you got to know like when to do it and how quickly to do it. I guess. So that was kind of kind of interesting. Uh, that was also like the big stage for Star Fox. We had to wait in like this really long line to play it in like a cockpit kind of seat. Yeah, it was weird. I just played it on the on the floor. Let's see what else Nintendo have. I think that's all I played there. I know y'all um, checked out. Yeah, I, well, I pl- we played Blast Ball. Yeah, which how is was that? I, that's just like a mode, or f- what? A, that's not a game. That, that's just part of the that Metroid thing that they made. Yeah, that like they announced a new Metroid Prime game. So I was kind of right in our yeah. prediction show last year. It's just I wasn't expecting this bullshit on the 3DS. That so we played that, and we um, well, we played it because they're giving out pins. It wasn't really a pin; it was a button. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was two teams of three playing against each other, and first to three uh, wins. You're basically just shooting like a ball into a goal, and you get power ups. It was fun. I mean, I had fun. It was fun. But yeah, I mean, again, they sh- they premiered it at the World Championships, right? It's <laughs> just Blast Ball, and then they didn't sit- attach the Super Metroid name to it until their direct Tuesday morning. We were sitting at the World Champions, be like, "This is the most non-Metroid Metroid, or more most Metroid non-Metroid thing." I mean, it just looked like Prime Hunters, like the back on the DS. It just reminded me of that. Is this something you see yourself wanting to get? Was it fun playing three on three? Like, I mean, this isn't a game. This would be just like part of whatever their full. This is, this this is not what that game's going to be. No, it's they're like making a mini game, they're making right? a full Metroid Prime game. But I thought this was like a separate thing you could download now. Oh, I don't know. I thought this would just be part of that. But oh. if you can download it now, I'd download it for free. I wouldn't pay for it. Yeah, that, so. that's kind of how I feel. I got my pin, or I'm sorry, button. Oh, it was button. my pin. Yeah. yeah. Also played Smash Brothers. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> I miss it. I, you could have played that as we played in line on my DS yeah. if you really wanted to. And they had it set to three stock, so it took forever. I, it was a waste of time. Mm-hmm. Don't don't do that. I guess it was just there because of the new characters. Yeah, they had all the new characters. Their setup was bad because every time a match happened, like it was like a new challenger appeared, and you had to unlock yeah. Duck Hunt duck, and duck all Hunt stuff. Wasn't you know? We also played Mar- uh, Mario Smash Tennis. Is that what that's called? Mario Tennis, Mario Tennis. Ultimate Smash. Yeah, we played. That was fun. Uh, I haven't played a Mario Tennis game since '64. Uh, mm-hmm. You didn't play it on 3DS. No. 
Okay. Yeah, and the, this game, this version, there's, I mean, there's power-ups in every Mario Tennis game, and this one's got some power-ups where you get really big, mm-hmm. so that's always fun. I guess uh, that's what the Ultimate Smash is. Uh, yeah, something, some, something like that. If they need the game to be popular, they have to put Smash in the title. Is, I don't know if this is going to sell well, though, because the, to get a Mario Sports game to sell well, you have to have lots of people that own the system. And there aren't that many people that own Wii U's. Was it motion control or were you? No, using we didn't like the play. Gamepad? We just played with game pads. Okay. Yeah. Was there an option? Did you maybe say? It didn't tell me. Okay. I'd have to go back and ask. I guess they're kind of. I don't know. I was well, moving away from the motion control thing, but their whole thing with Star Fox was motion control. Oh yeah. You know. Well, I said game pads, but I mean, obviously, we didn't both have game pads. Yeah. So. And we may have both had Wii remotes. I don't remember. I think I had a Wii remote. Or no, wait, we had pro controllers. Yeah, we not had, even a Wii remote. Wow. Yeah, not even a Wii remote. We had pro controllers. That's so. kind of weird. That's, yeah, yeah, real game. Real controls. <laughs> what else did Nintendo have? Uh, we played Chibi Robo. That was the, I didn't um, see that. I played that, and it's it's the most un-Chibi Robo-like Chibi Robo game. Okay. Because it doesn't play like any of the other ones. It's a side-scrolling platformer. I thought Chibi um, Robo was just like augmented reality camera game. No, the Chibi Robo on GameCube was a game where you are a robot called Chibi Robo and you <laughs> clean stuff up. Okay. So, but this one's just a cute side scrolling platformer. And I gotcha. I guess there's no shortage of that. I predict that this game will sell very well because it will come packaged with an amiibo. Oh. Which they've sold. Oh, is there a Chibi Robo amiibo? There's a Chibi Robo amiibo oh, and it comes Christ. with this game. And I want, I want to point out that Nintendo in the past, uh, what, month has sold a million Amiibo in just America, right? So that's crazy. They've sold over 10 million. eBay sold things. about 750,000 of them. Yeah. <laughs> it, it'd be crazy how many Amiibo Nintendo would sell if you could actually buy them. Yeah, no, that's in true. In a store. Uh, the only other thing I think Nintendo had, which I didn't get a chance to play because the line was too long, I know about you, was uh, Zelda Triforce Yeah, I didn't, didn't play that one either because the line was to the Sony booth. Yeah. They were next to each other, but it was yeah, a long line. And I thought it would go line. pretty quickly because nope. it's a three-player game, but the demo seemed to last so long, yeah. they weren't getting people in and out of there. Oh, and another thing I noticed, and this is I'm going to put this out across the board mm-hmm. for E3 this year, and Renee had a different experience, but every time I went to play a game, no matter where it was, the person next to the game station almost couldn't give a shit that I was there. Yes, I, For, I had that same isn't experience that weird? too. Usually they want to talk to you, they're yeah. like, kind of drag you in to play, and now they just, yeah, I agree. I understand that on the third day of E3, everyone's tired, and maybe you've lost some of that, uh, you know... Fervor? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, most of the demo stations that I went to, no one ever had it. Right. Um, and that's a little disappointing, but mm-hmm. it's whatever. I mean, I'm a big boy, I can... Yeah, no, I mean... Honestly, at this point, depending on the game, I probably don't want to talk to you. I just want to put the headset on and play. But a couple of times I did have questions. I wanted to know some things. And it was either they didn't know because they were just hired helpers. Yeah. Or, like you said, they were just non-existent and didn't care. Yeah. But um, I guess moving along, uh, did you check out anything on Xbox? No, I okay. didn't. I walked through a, a bunch, and we took some really cool pictures of... Uh, their Forza car, and I watched some people mm-hmm. play the Retro Rare Collection, and passed by the Rock Band setup, mm-hmm. and um, it was a nice looking booth. It was really hot. The, yeah, the past couple of years, Xbox has been like the hottest booth. What's up with that? It's Temperature? Very, not it's very crowded. Yeah, it's very crowded. Yeah. They did have a lot of setups, but I could barely move. I just didn't want to be in there. Yeah, I played. I did play Cuphead. That looked awesome. It was interesting. Well, it's like a shooter, right? Yeah. Okay, so it's it's like stylized in like 1930s cartoon graphics. Right, yeah. But it's basically a series of boss fights. Yeah. 
very difficult boss fights. Right, right. So you are the titular cuphead, and you shoot things with your finger like a gun, pew yeah. pew, and you're just trying to take out these bosses. And I was playing, we were playing two-player mode, and it was just me and this other random guy. We played like two or three levels, and we die within like a minute. I heard people comparing it to uh, games like Gunstar Heroes, which um, was a really difficult like platform, not platformer, but like mm-hmm. shooter. Where you're running, you know, this is yeah. on Sega Genesis. Right. So you're just running left and right, and you have to shoot enemies and stuff. I don't know if we just did them in the wrong order, because the overworld wasn't labeled like Boss 1, Boss 2. So yeah, maybe so we were actually doing harder bosses, but it was just very difficult, and not a good way to demo. And like you said, there was no one there to be like, hey, go here, or right. hey, do this instead. Um, I also checked out the new Xbox Elite controller. Yeah, that looks for awesome. For $150. Yeah, it looks awesome, but... Hundred fifty bucks, dude. For hundred fifty dollars, it's not for me because I don't. You could buy you know. like three used Wii's. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess I don't play Halo competitively. Like the guy at the station next to me was bragging to the guy working. Now's your chance. You can get the controller and then you go <laughs> to MLG or whoever does that. Mm-hmm. You become a pro player because a lot of like controller mods do this, where they you can change a setting where the triggers don't go in as far. So yeah. I guess you can rapid fire faster. Right. And it has those hammers or paddles or whatever you want to call them like on the back of the controller yep. so you can use your fingertips to hit x and and what would that a. oh so there's just face buttons yeah so i think he, people do that so they don't have to take their ha- fingers off the joysticks right right and then the the circle pad or the d-pad is not like a circle pad it's like shiny and weird but you could pop it off and put a normal d-pad right, on there right it says more precision but it just felt really wonky to me that's yeah that's the only part of the controller that seems strange to me yeah i would just probably just keep the d-pad on there like it felt solid it felt good but i still don't like the xbox one controller because i feel like the sticks are too high the bumpers are weird and it fix either of those problems yeah and i guess people who play halo and are used to those type of things 150 still seems high because i think you get custom controllers with like lights and paint job that you want for about that price too yeah yeah so that just seems a little high for microsoft so we'll see from there uh let's see then we went over or i went over to the sony booth where i think we spent a lot of time there i played ratchet and clank yeah it that, was that was there that felt like a ratchet and clank game it made me remember how much i love the ratchet and clank series and, and I'm, I'm sad i haven't played more of it yeah but it's really pretty uh it was just kind of a standard level i mean there's not really much to say i had to platform and shoot things the groovatron was back that my favorite weapon like ratchet and clank yeah and grinding on a train rail so yeah it's also fun. just you're you're going down the checklist of things that <laughs> are ratchet and clank that are needed the captain that funny captain dude yep he, Quark, whatever he was his there name is. i don't know what his name is so it's coming out with a movie next year i'm, I'm yeah. excited about that one one problem i had with sony in their press conference and a kind of in their booth is like nothing there is coming out this year. Uh, I played a game that's coming out this year. Well, I, I did play one, but okay, what did you play? It's coming out this year. <laughs> I played Amplitude. Yep. a lot. <laughs> yeah, you did. I think Amplitude is the reason why I didn't play anything else in that booth. Well, there's no line for Amplitude. Yeah, because there was no missing line. Out. Yeah, it was great. I played lots of single player Amplitude, lots mm-hmm. of multiplayer Amplitude. I played lots full of disclosure. Different. We both backed Amplitude. Yeah, on we we did but... both back it. But for so a yeah, seen amount of money. Uh, I thought it was great too. It looks gorgeous. I played the freeze pop song and yeah. the necro dancer by HMX yeah. song, and it sounds really good. Looks really good. I I played some of the harder songs on Expert and just got my ass handed to me. <laughs> uh, I probably played like seven times. Wow, I played I twice. Really like that game. Okay, um, 
Yeah. I also, we played Street Fighter Five. Yep. In did. Sony's booth. We did play that together. Yeah. Uh, what'd you think? I mean, as someone who... Not a big Street Fighter fan. I thought it looked really good. I couldn't tell you anything special. I'm a big Street Fighter fan, but I'm not a competitive Street Fighter player, so mm-hmm. I loved it. But maybe if there are uh, valid criticisms, that would be something that maybe a p- competitive player could, could right. lay down. Because I don't, I don't think I have the chops to, you know, I guess comment on if there was any kind of lag or if there mm-hmm. were frame problems. I just don't know. I just enjoyed it. There was the that new mechanic where if you push... We played the controller square, circle, and triangle together. Is like you go into X Factor or V form oh, or whatever they called it. I never did that. So maybe I could have played. You start even going red. I lost. I played a match with you, and I played a match with a stranger before that, and I was winning. But he did that. I didn't know how to do oh, that. And he came back and kicked my ass. Yeah. So I think that's just kind of another meter in Street Fighter Five uh, that you can V-meter. pull off as well. Yeah. Let's see. I also checked out uh, Until Dawn. That looked really cool. Okay, that game looks really good. Yeah. And like in that style of game, like Heavy Rain. Or See, I love those games. What's the other one with Willem Dafoe? Beyond. Beyond. It was a lot like that. I love those. The chapter I played, uh, I guess they're teenagers. I don't know. It's like chapter six because like previously on, it kind of yeah. caught me up. Uh, there, a killer's coming after them, and they're in like the woods, and there's this like ranger watchtower they got to get to. Yeah, climb I, the tower to unlock the map. Yep. But of course, the power gets cut, and then mm, bone lines are down. It's like. Going there, there are quick time events and stuff where either of the characters could die. Because it's kind of like one of those things where the characters can die at any point, which affects the story going forward. Right. Well, at the end of the demo, like the, the, the watchtower crashes, and the girl is hanging on, and it's like crashing over a mountain. And then the guy, you have the option to either save her, but the watchtower is kind of rickety, or you can just jump to safety. Yeah. And the girl character was kind of being hysteric. It's like, what are you doing? Save me, you idiot. Why are you standing there? So I was like, oh, jump to safety. Yeah. So you jump to safety and she crashes and dies. And then it oh, ends. Yeah. And I was really kind of confused because I tried not to watch the people in front of me play it. Yeah. Because I don't want spoilers. But I kept seeing like people die and then it end on them. Right. But then the guy told me like I was one of the first ones to get both of them to the end of the game. Oh. To have like one of them survive. So I thought that was kind of neat. I definitely want to pick this up. I keep calling it like the Cabin in the Woods game because it has kind of yeah, has that feel. It really does. Uh, but I really enjoyed it. I really enjoy those types of types of games, and I can't wait for this I'm gonna, one to come out. Like rebuy Heavy Rain and Beyond when they come out on PS4 because I just like. And it, my playthrough of Heavy Rain was terrible, so <laughs> I need to go back and redeem myself. I gotcha. Let's see. I also checked out um, the Taken King, the Destiny expansion. Yeah, that I set up in the Sony booth. As well as in the Activision booth, where right, we got right. to play a new mode in Crucible called Mayhem, mm. which is basically just your supers, your grenades, and the heavy the heavy weapons spawn way faster. That sounds great. So it was literal mayhem it's because like like every time you turn a corner, there's a super coming at you. Yeah. And of course, during the press conference, they announced, uh, or one of the features in the Taken King is all the characters get their third uh, subclass. Okay. So like I play Hunter, and we don't have a Void subclass, and now we do. Right. So it was cool getting to try out those different subclasses. But honestly, as a hunter, I wasn't a big fan of mine. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, because usually with a hunter, you activate it and you do something. You either shoot your golden gun or you right. go arc blade. With this one, it's a bow. And as soon as you hit things, it shoots. Oh. 
So it's like I actually have to be aiming like the warlock does. Right. So it's kind of weird. Right at that moment. And then the the titan has this like fire hammer thing, which looks cool. I like that. But the warlock, I think, got the best one because she uh, he she my warlock's a she, but like starts floating and then it's like force lightning people. Ah, uh, that is really cool. So I think the warlock got the best in on that. But I haven't played it. You know, whatever build they had was just there. Right. But it, it was really fun. Uh, I can't wait for this to come out. Considering it went six months with no new content for us with Destiny, but you played it, yeah, a lot. And then yeah. we just had, you know, we just had a new expansion last month, and now we're getting another one in September. That's what I was going to ask. Is coming in September? Yeah, yeah. September fifteenth. Right so September is a busy month. It is because also in um, you know Mario Maker's September eleventh, I think. Yeah, that's a weird day. I mean, yeah, you got to release a game. Yeah, yes. it's a Friday. Yeah. On the ads, when they did the dates, they said the 11th of September. It's the only one they phrased it like that. I thought yeah. that was interesting. Let's see. Also for PlayStation, I played Need for Speed yeah. in the EA booth. Yeah. That was really fun. Yeah. Like, when they described it to me, they said they took the past, like, 10 years of Need for Speed games and just mushed them all into this one, which I is like why they're calling the it Need for Speed. FMV is back. Yes. The FMV from, like, Underground and Original Most Wanted. Yeah. It, it's weird, because the way they had our setup, it was a 10-minute demo. The first two and a half minutes were in your garage, kind of, they're showing the customization. Right. And, like, it's got deep customization between, like, the body kits, the rims, the spoilers, but also the performance stuff. So depending on how you like to play, if you like the more drift kind, you can. There's literally a slider that says drift or grip. Yeah. So if you like the old kind of games, the new kind of games, you can adjust your play style there, which it's is nice. Truly, the Need for Speed that you want. Yeah, and it was cool because when I was playing, I like they were keeping score because there's like five ways you can earn rep now. Yeah. And I would list them off, but I can't remember them. Um, and then the winner of each like heat or of the eight players got to go back later in the day to compete in like a tournament of champions to That's get a cool. copy of the game. That's right. You were Yeah, I won my heat early in the morning so I had to go back and compete in that. Yeah. And then the tournament I got about to the same score I had, uh, except those other guys were way better than me. And uh, like this one dude almost doubled or more than doubled my score. Well it's thrilling to compete. Yeah, and it was it was really fun and it looked really like Skeptic, like skeptical Adam showed up in like the Need for Speed demo and the Battlefront demo from EA. Like to me, watching that press conference, I thought it looked too good. I thought there's yeah. no way those could look that good. But now Need you had the Speed, controller in your hand. Need for Speed held up. Yeah, and so did Battlefront. Yeah, so I got to check out Star Wars Battlefront today, and holy shit, that game looks so good. Yeah. Um, in the EA booth, they had like the twenty on twenty, like competitive multiplayer. Right. But that line was ridiculous. But in the Even with 40 people playing at the same time? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, it was wrapped around the EA booth like twice. I but wonder how long those sessions were. That's the only thing I, didn't, I don't know. Because 40 people... I'd say you get 40 people playing, let them play for 10 minutes. But like, then you pull another 40 into like a room before that. Yeah, like Disney style. Like a yeah, Q and exactly. Room. Then you're, I don't know how they were doing it. It might have gone quicker. It might have been like a deceptively long line. Right. But every time I looked at it, I just not want to do it. But in the Sony booth, they we played... It was split screen, kind of like a horde mode, mm. which is actually pretty cool. You have like... You choose your weapon and your loadout. And then like the bumpers, you have power-ups, sort of? Where well, I had a rocket launcher and the jetpack. And then on Triangle, I had like this bubble shield. So classic it was just, uh, Star Wars rocket launcher. <laughs> yeah, of course. Everyone's favorite Star Wars weapon. Because like the mini walkers, they were ATSTs came control yeah. and so you had to shoot them. Right. But that game looks like really good. You sure? And you were playing on like a console, not a PC. I think I saw the PS4 down there. Right. 
So that'd be the only thing. I know well, Need- if it was in Sony's booth. It would have been right. a PS4. The Need yeah. for Speed. I saw the. I saw my controller wire running into a PS4. Nice. So either it was a trick, tricky PS4, or that was it's actually probably just a cardboard box <laughs> looked like a PS4 with a very powerful computer under it. That's it. They're they're, they're getting really sneaky with that. Uh, I guess sticking with the the Star Wars kind of frame. I also checked out Disney Infinity 3.0. Yeah. And I might start throwing more money. At so what did you what did you like about the way this one played? How did it did it play differently from other Infinity um, games? The only I play I didn't play any of the Marvel stuff. Yeah. The only one in the original game I played was The Incredibles, which is kind of like a beat 'em up. Yeah. I guess this was similar, but it was Star Wars. It was lightsabers and the Force and all that kind of and that jazz. And I played the playset, which was based off the newer trilogy. Oh, episodes your one through three, yeah. yeah. But it was still really fun. I played as Obi Wan, and I don't know. It's kind of it's, it played a lot like the Lego games, honestly. Right. And I liked yeah. how Lego Star Wars played. Yeah. So it's just kind of in the Clone Wars aesthetic, the TV show. So you're gonna you're gonna give up your amiibo? I don't know what the... I'm gonna do because it was a lot of fun. The the station next to me was I, I don't forgive me I don't remember their names was the older trilogy episodes four through six. Yeah. It had like the trench run. Yeah. And you flying around trying to take down like the adats and stuff with the, it was it just looked really good. Talking to the guy who actually did talk to me, he said they had like four or five playsets. Right. Land right. unlike Marvel, that's the problem I had with the Marvel one. There's like two. There's like two. Yeah. And all the figures look good. You know, you can hot swap them in and out. So when I got to the boss fight of mine, it was General Grievous. I realized there was a Yoda figure yeah, in the back. Yeah, I got Yoda so on I there. took Obi-Wan off and slammed Yoda on there. So and that, that was makes cool. sense, yeah. Apparently there are now, like, crossover tokens or something you can get in-game and make the characters... Like, I could put Princess Leia in the episodes 1 through 3 one. Right. If I, well, I should crossover so. token. Yeah. Because before, you couldn't do things like put... Sully from Monsters, Inc. in, like, the Pirates of the Caribbean level. Right, right. But I guess with the Marvel ones, you could do that because it's just, like, Guardians of the Galaxy and the Avengers. Yeah, same, basically the same universe, even though it's different time periods. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Let's see, what else? What else did you play? I feel like I've been talking a lot. I mean, I'll bring it back over to to West Hall. We spent a lot of time in the Atlas booth. Yep. Uh, We played Persona, Dancing All Night. Yep. Um, I first time I played it on a television and it just wasn't I wasn't feeling it. But then I remembered this is a Vita TV or a yeah. PlayStation TV. I uh, just hooked up to a TV, so then I picked up a Vita and started playing it on that, and that was a much better experience. Um, Renee played some Disgaea Five in Japanese. That was cool because uh, their translator was there, and it, almost every experience that Renee had, someone was really excited to like talk to her. About the game that she was playing, um, and that was one of hers. I played Rodea the Sky Soldier, which is um, it's not a an Atlas game. It's a, it's an NIS game uh, that is coming out in America on the Wii and the Wii U. Mm-hmm. Which it's it's from some Sonic developers, Sonic Team developers that don't work for Sonic Team anymore. <laughs> and you can definitely tell because there's these weird like flying sequences where you can kind of target something. It's like in Sonic when you jump and then you home attack. Oh, like it kind Sonic, of felt a yeah. little bit like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, what the is this on? It's on Wii U and Wii. Okay. And yeah. Wii? Well, the Wii U version comes with the Wii version. That's so You get weird. two discs. <laughs> okay. I don't know why you would need the Wii version if you have it on. But I guess it's, it's a neat 
You're not paying extra for it. Yeah, it's just yeah. already in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I played some Danganronpa, Another Story. Okay, so tell me about that. Because I, I couldn't sh- tell you anything about that. I was just like walking around in a 3D world, and there were some solid-looking 3D models based on Danganronpa characters. That, okay, well, what I know from Danganronpa, it's like not 3D. Yeah, like that's why 3D. this was so different. Yeah, so I'm like, and I've got a gun, and I'm like shooting things, and then there's story, and I'm like investigating, and it's, it's a shooter. It's, that's weird. It's like if Danganronpa was made in like a Duke Nukem mod. <laughs> <laughs> it was really cool. Okay. Um, so I'm going to need to play through the first two games before I play this. It's set in between the, the first two games. Interesting, because I'm still in the middle of the second one, and I saw... I mean, we have a poster of GameWare for it yeah. now, and I was like, what is this? And I looked it up, and it looked really weird, and I don't know if I want it, but... Oh, you got to get it. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> I mean, maybe let me finish two first. Well, yeah, finish two first. Um, what else did we play in the Atlas booth? I think that's it. Renee played a few other games. Mm-hmm. Um uh, we stood in line uh, to get Persona 5 t-shirts, and we danced yep. with Teddy. Yeah, so that's probably that might be on the internet somewhere. E3, you got to be <laughs> dumb when you're doing E3 stuff. Um, well, if we're going to talk about dumb E3 stuff, yeah. I did play Guitar Hero Live. Oh, yeah, I wanted to play that today, and I just did not get a chance. So, obviously, we're big Rock Band fans. I mean, whatever, I like fun games. No, yeah, yeah. but... well. Let's let's We've break this down to two. a lot of money yeah. in the rock band. Break this down to two ways. The demo I played of Guitar Hero Live sucked. Oh it no! Was boring. They put me on like easy. Well, that was because it was on easy. Yeah, but even when I saw like the harder expert or whatever the fuck they call them, right? Uh, levels, which just seemed nuts because it's a new game. It has six buttons: three on the top, three on the bottom. And on easy, my brain didn't take that long to figure that out. However, yeah, what was cool about the, the Guitar Hero Live was its booth. Yeah. Because they had it like the booth was set up and it had like those metal kind of fence around it like you're at a concert and they have like lights and fog and going on and when you go around the booth, you're waiting in line, you turn the corner and there's like a door and it says like entrance. It looks kind of like the side of a club. Yeah. And you go back there and you're kind of like in the backstage loading area and they like take your name and assign you like a girl and you (laughs) go with her to like your stage. Yeah. And then like this crazy guy with long hair and tattoos is kind of like the MC on like the main stage in the front of the booth. It's like, all right, y'all ready? Let's do this. And like the smoke comes up and you run through to your stuff and everyone's cheering. Yeah. So the experience to play Guitar Hero was cool. But then you get to the game. And then the game was kind of meh. Because you were playing on easy. Yeah. I mean, but even What song the, was it? I played the Fall Out Boy song. I would, yeah, I wouldn't even know it. Um, but the guitar just didn't, like we played Rock Band and obviously we're biased, but like the guitar didn't feel as good. Like, the buttons were mushier, so it was harder what? to, like, tell which row of frets I was on or which row of string I was on. complain so much about Rock Band guitar buttons being mushy, and I now... thought the newer, the new Rock Band guitar felt great. Yeah. Well, again, by I guess what we're used to. Yeah. However, I mean, I'm still interested in picking up the new Guitar Hero because it's something new for me to try out and master, right. I guess. Uh, but it just kind of depends on the set list. The Guitar Hero set list hasn't really impressed me so either. So far, it's not looking good. And then they have, like, Guitar Hero TV, which is kind of playing some of the um, workers, whatever. We're playing in between people coming out. Did they say what that is? Like, is that it a subscription? Like, I don't know, but it, it was just, just free. She, she was playing it just over the music video. Yeah. Kind of like you're watching it, SingStar. Yeah, it's and a it, music video and then the notes. Are yeah, there. so it kind of looked like, do you want to play this channel? Oh, you missed this song in the past five minutes. So I don't know if you just like pick a channel and songs play. I don't like, know. I like alternative music or pop. You know what I'm saying? Right. It was all kind of weird. But no, the songs, we had five songs to choose from. 
So Waiting in Line, you heard those same five songs over and over again. Uh, that's rough. See, Rock Band had like probably 40 songs, yeah. 30, I don't know, had a lot of songs. But then after you played, you lined up and you stage dived, stage dove. Stage dove. Uh, into like a green screen mat and then they email you a picture it looks like you're diving into a, off a stage into a crowd so that's, that's the guitar fun. hero experience was cooler than the rock band experience because rock band was just outside in the heat yeah which was cool because I went to get food one the first day in the food trucks in and between the two halls I'm like oh there's rock band there it is and it was a good place for them to be because obviously with the music playing you're going to gather people right to that it was and, hot but it was hot and it was sunny and yeah our poor friends from Harmonix got like sunburnt. Yeah, they looked miserable. Um, plus, with Rock Band, though, look, we finished the show today uh, at the GameSpot booth because they were demoing Rock Band there. Yeah. And as everyone was leaving, the GameSpot booth was right by the door, so everyone was just hanging around watching them play Rock Band. So That's fun. It's right there. Uh, let's see. Let's see. What else? Uh, this morning, I went to the like PlayStation Theater. where was, They actually did a pretty smart... They were showing off, uh, let me get the exact title right, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, yeah. new guerrilla game, yeah. uh, game. I think it looks great. Uh, the Last Guardian and Uncharted 4 in a theater, yeah. but instead of like WB where you have to wait each line, with this one you wait in one line and just go from theater to theater, yeah. kind of like the carousel of progress, <laughs> the carousel of Sony. Um, all of it was obviously, well, two were played demos, one was just a video, so I guess we'll start at the beginning, which was Horizon uh, yeah, that game looks great. Yeah. I'm really excited about it. If you didn't see the presser, it uh, we got kind of an extended demo, an extended trailer that the press event didn't show. Right. So it looks like it takes place years after something happened to humanity. So we're talking about like the old times where you see the skyscrapers, but now they're just covered in grass, grass and vines. Yeah. It's it's my favorite kind of post-apocalyptic yeah. setting. It's, <laughs> it's not just the gross dirt. and dirt and garbage everywhere. But you play as a um, girl with a bow, didn't catch her name. And there are these giant, like, robot dinosaur animal yeah, things dino, running around. They're dinobots. Yeah, they're dinobots. Yeah. And you have to go collect these, like, emulsion things on their back that they get from eating plants. Because yep. that's your energy. Yep. And as you're trying to do that, you're, like, sneaking around the bushes because one will, like, alert the other one, or the, the rest of the herd. And then as you're trying to collect this stuff, this big guy comes along and you have to, like, switch between electric arrows to kind of stun him and armor piercing arrows to break his armor then like explosive arrows to blow him up and it all looked really good um that one didn't have a date or anything or i missed it yeah whenever it's done whenever it's done uh but i'm really excited about this one it's a new ip i didn't really play much red faction but you can tell it was them because she would try to be hiding behind a rock for cover and then or a tree and the big guy with his laser just shoot down the tree or the rocks so like the destructible environment from the Red Faction games are there. So that's cool. That was playable. Somebody was playing that in front of us. We moved over to The Last Guardian, which was just um, a message from like the game's director. Yeah. And then, again, an extended demo from the E3 video. But it was just a video. We were yeah. just watching it again. And I know it's been kind of like a meme or a joke or whatever for E3 the past five or six years of, is The Last Guardian going to show up? Well, it's here, and I don't get it. I mean, it's it's like Ico or Shadow of the Colossus. It's right. the same type of gameplay. Because it's just this little kid who doesn't speak English and keeps yelling at his pet, cat, giant, bird thing. It's more like a dog, dog bird condor, bird. Yeah. But is it just a platformer? Is it a... 
There was no real combat. I don't think, I don't think this game, just like Ico, needs a genre. It's just a thing. It doesn't. It, it's not a action game, and it's not. There, there's no narrative other than the story that you see because there's no spoken dialogue. There's right. no, um, you know, you don't level up. You don't. There's no levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not open world, but it's also not right. Uh, you progress from one area to the next. Just kind of go and experience the world. The uh, yeah, just experience this game mm-hmm. if you want to. Maybe maybe it's not for you. Ico certainly wasn't. And neither was Shadow of the Colossus. Right. So, but it was, you know, it was cool. He was guiding the condor dog flying thing through the the world and using him to platform up to different things or jump across large gaps one thing that these games have always done well is like make me feel like i'm about to fall off the edge of a cliff and that was full of that video we watched yeah but it's even more so we weren't playing it we're just watching it but Mm -hmm. when you're when you have that controller in your hand it's it's so strange when you're playing these games i don't know how they do it Mm -hmm. but it it makes me feel like i'm about to fall over the edge and (laughs) it makes the experience tense right um but if you've never played ico or shadow of the colossus uh you know, maybe you should play those. To, mm-hmm. And if you don't like them, then maybe you probably won't like uh, this either. But yeah, I really enjoyed both of those games, and I'll, if this game ever does come out, I'll probably enjoy it too. <laughs> After the end of the video, it flashed 2016 on the screen. Okay. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. And then finally, we got to Uncharted 4. Holy shit, Uncharted 4! Pretty graphics. Like yeah, that. And you know, we watched the press conference. And he swung his little grappling hook off the jeep, yeah. and was like hanging over the water, and was about to smash into that thing, and then it cut off. Well, this demo, it kept going. Yeah, and holy shit, that back half of that demo was so awesome. They should have showed some of that during the press conference. Yeah, because you meet up with like your brother, and he's on a motorcycle getting chased by dudes, and you're like hopping from motorcycle to jeep <laughs> to all this crazy stuff is going on, and it's just so good. And then. Like, at the end, spoiler alert, they finally blow up that truck that was chasing you, and, like, everyone cheered because, like, fuck that truck. And it was just, the action looks so much better than just, like, let me hide behind and shoot things. Yeah. Typical Uncharted style that the Sony press conference showed. Yeah, exactly. Like, the, what they showed at the Sony press conference did not really get me excited for this game. No. But what I saw in that theater made me really excited for this game. Yeah. So, it looks really cool. I don't really know what's going on in the story. You get at the end of the demo, you get to this house, and your blonde girlfriend's there, and she's like, "Oh, I thought you were in Malaysia." <laughs> and then Drake looks really concerned, and it cuts out. That's it. So yeah, Uncharted Four is going to be pretty cool. Okay. I think. Hopefully, 2016. 2016. A lot of great games in 2016. Because um, I wasn't a big fan of Uncharted Three. Uncharted Two was awesome. Yeah, Two is really the best in, yeah. so far in that series. But those are all coming now to, to PS4. Was that announced before E3 or? Um. Yeah. Okay. But Uncharted? Yeah. It was a E3 last year. No, like the the, um, the three-pack coming to PS4. Um, yeah, that was, that was before okay. E3. I couldn't yeah, remember if it was like in the, the pre-stuff or the actual E3 news. Let's see. What about you? What else What else did you get a chance to um, play? We already talked about what I've done in Sony's booth. Um, I'm trying to think, going back into the West. We, we tried Skylanders, which I know, why would I play Skylanders? But To get the figure. Um, to get the figure. <laughs> we So we waited in the line. We didn't wait that long. Maybe Skylanders, a, a what's hour. it called? Turbocharged? Supercharged? Yeah, sure. Uh, racing <laughs> Adventure. Patrick Warburton is in this game. I don't know if he's in all of them. He probably is. He's... <laughs> 
He's a voice actor. I think now. All, both of our Skylanders experience is just every year at E3 to get the stupid toy. Yeah. So um, tell me about this one. Well, we get, we were uh, doing Skylanders stuff, and then all of a sudden we were flying because they've added vehicles. So you mm-hmm. can drive or fly, or there's boats too, I think. Uh, and it, that's a cute guy, a cute game. Uh, it, it plays well. The graphics work. So <laughs> I know uh, it's not it's not marketed at us. It's not for us. Mm-hmm. So my nephew loves Skylanders. So I'm sure he'll love this one. Um, I feel like last year's game was kind of like a I don't know, well, not a misstep, but I don't feel like it was, the, it was the like rip them in half one. No one was excited. No, no dude, it was like it the was, Pokemon with the little keys. Yeah, it was the traps. traps. I don't think anyone cared about those traps. I don't think so either. I like the swap them, mm-hmm. the swap force. I thought that was cool, but and then also Nintendo announced that on the Wii U version you get like cool Bowser and cool Donkey Kong yeah, as playable amiibos on Wii or Wii U. Now why are they still making this? Oh yeah, Wii? it is still coming out on Wii. And I think that only like the Wii version comes with either Donkey Kong or who else is it? Bowser. Yeah, and then the Wii U version comes with the other one. Oh, that's weird. So I, can you just buy them separately? I don't know. I don't know. Probably. But, so, no Amiibo adventure like I predicted, nope. but we're getting there. Yeah, we're getting there. Also, going back to Street Fighter, you were right yeah, on Birdie being I was, a new character. I was right on Birdie. I said Cammy too, didn't I? I think so. Yeah, so, yay for predictions. Wait, they also, was Cammy the other one? Yeah. Did you read that? No. Okay, good job. Yeah. I mean, Cammy is just one of those, like, they announced Ken. Great. Yeah. You know. But yeah, Birdie. Birdie. That was a good call. Yeah. That was a good um, call. Maybe I didn't pronounce. Uh, maybe I didn't predict Cammy, but I did definitely predict uh, Birdie. So, um, well, I know the reason why I was just thinking like Street Fighter like Zero or Street Fighter One. Uh, mm-hmm. No, Street Fighter Zero. So I'm like, who who from those games has not come back? Like Ro- right. Rolento was brought back. That's true. And Adon was brought back. So I it had to be Birdie. They did say like this is someone who hasn't been here in a while. So, so, so process me, of like, elimination. Birdie. That was it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We went to Natsume, and uh, Renee tried some stuff there. I played Puzzle Bobble, because that's really the only thing that I want to play in Natsume, <laughs> so that was fun. Um, we went to Exceed, and uh, Renee tried the Popolo Crowis uh, Story of Seasons crossover, which is going to be like an RPG, Harvest Moon-style game. They also had a, mm-hmm. a, a, they had a cool fighting game there that... Felt like Melty Blood, which is like a almost like a fan driven fighting game, but it's it's officially licensed now, and not that Melty Blood ever will be. Um, but if you're into weird fighting games, kind of like that aren't going to be um, advertised, you know, or or maybe even at Evo, right? Exceed uh, had one there. We were kind of just wandering around the outskirts of West Hall, trying to find like all these small booths and mm-hmm. small publishers. So we we found this one French distributor that had. <laughs> A couple of iPads set up, and they ha- it was just like emulated arcade games playing on iPad, and they had Ease games what? on an iPad, and they were giving out these really nice hardbound Ease art books. Okay, there's nobody there, <laughs> and they gave me um, not that I'm being bribed to play games. The shmup that I played on the iPad was actually really badass. I'm probably going to download it, um, but they gave us like these eight bit sunglasses and an iPad stand and that art book. So. Okay. I couldn't even tell you the name of the company, but um, <laughs> it's pretty cool. I, I like going to the weird things. I wanted to go to the classic arcade area, but... Um, was that even there this year? I didn't it even, was, I didn't see it. but it was right next to Natsume, but I didn't want to go uh, in because all the p- cars from the movie Pixels were there, uh, and I didn't want to support that, so <laughs> I just kind of hightailed it out of there. We uh, walked through Bethesda's booth and checked out... Uh, they had a great booth this year. Yeah. I think... 
Last it year wasn't, wasn't it just a off. wall. It was just yeah. a wall last year. The past few years, it's been you know, behind closed doors. The, but this year, it was they just had. I don't, you know, Bethesda right now is embracing uh, the history of the companies they own. So it's <laughs> like, look at all this cool Doom stuff, and look at all this cool Fallout stuff, and mm-hmm. look at all this look this weird Dishonored statue thing. Yeah, they had like the outfit, and then it had this giant like scissor robot. It was awesome. Just the, their booth looked so cool, mm-hmm. and um, so yeah, they did, they did a great job at E3 this year. Their press conference was great, and mm-hmm. a lot um, of people are saying it's the best one. Yeah, maybe. Uh, we took a picture with the Doom, one of the enemies from Doom, like holding a gun, and they, it texted it to us. It was yeah. kind of fun. A lot of booths were kind of doing that. Like Here's when I did picture. my Guitar Hero thing, and I took a picture with Stormtroopers at Battlefront. It's yeah. Instead of like the whole printed out Disney World, like just give us your t- email. Oh, Maybe I got it's a printed. Thing, I got but... printed like Dark Souls two printed oh, really? picture, <laughs> and then we got a Skylanders picture of us sitting in the one of the cars like printed out. So. Oh wow. Yeah, I pretty much just went to E3 to do stupid things. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, when the lines are like three hours each, you got to yeah. find something else to do to entertain yourself. Exactly. Um, we went to a rock band party mm-hmm. Tuesday night and almost broke my ankle. <laughs> so that was fun. We uh, we went to a rock band party and did not actually play rock band. Because that was like a three-hour line, too. <laughs> At that, yeah. This this event was open to the public, but you had to buy, you had to buy a ticket. Yeah. And they sold out really quick, so... Um, and you won a copy of Rock Band 4. I did. That was cool. The bundle with the guitar. With the, the guitar. Game. Yeah, they were like drawing names uh, from. So basically, when you got into the party, if you had a pre ordered uh, Rock Band 4 mm-hmm. on Amazon's website, then they would randomly pull one name from that list to just give it to you. Yeah. Which that's weird. So it's like, to do me. I cancel my pre order now? <laughs> yeah, you, you, better, you better cancel your pre order if you're already getting it. And um, I don't know, mo- like three fourths into the night, they pulled me into the basement of the Mayan. <laughs> Whoa! Um, and they put a microphone on me, and not where I was expecting that story. No, go. yeah, they didn't do that. Well, this, they asked me if I was interested in doing this. Basically, yeah. I did a promo shoot for uh, for Rock Band Four. Oh, cool! So um, I was in a basement, and I was mic'd up, and I was in front of a camera, and there were lights everywhere, and I couldn't see anyone because there were so many blinding lights. And then the interview guy. Uh, instructed me. He said, "I'm going to ask you questions. Uh, I need you to answer them, but the, you need to answer them in a way that no one will hear me ask you the question." So oh, it's like he, repeat the question. Yeah, basically repeat the question. It's like, what's your favorite song? My favorite. My favorite song. song yeah. And it, it was exactly this. So it was like <laughs> ten minutes of just him asking me questions and then having to answer them immediately while also saying what the question was in the answer. So, <laughs> and I, when I came down there, there was already someone else doing this. I guess they were just pulling people in, you mm-hmm. know, because this is all going to be for promotional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to sign like an, ooh, maybe I shouldn't talk about this. Well, I don't know. So, <laughs> it's probably just like signing away your likeness or whatever. I, yeah, I think that's all. I don't think it was like an NDA so, or anything. No. So, but the, the guy before me was really nervous. Um, and, you know, being in front of a camera can be nerve-wracking mm-hmm. um, because it's not natural. It's right. not something anyone should ever do, uh, unless it's your job. So I guess the camera is different. Cause we're, we're behind a microphone every week, but I mean, even when we when we started the show, I think yeah. there were some nerves that oh, had for to get sure. rattled out. But now it's I just like almost whatever. two years later at this point. Yeah, but they said that I did a good job, and they actually had asked if I'd ever been in front of a camera before, and I said no. <laughs> um, so we'll see if they use any of that for any of their prom- promotional materials. It'd be really mm-hmm. cool to. Obviously, I don't know what it looked like because right. they didn't play it back or anything. Mm-hmm. But, and maybe they'll use none of it. But it was a cool experience, and we got For a sure. bunch of drink tickets after that. <laughs> yeah. so. 
We had too many drinks. Too many drinks. But we knew sure. our limits. That's true. So Very true. I, I found my limits first. And then <laughs> Renee found them, and then you found them. Yep. So I think that, that is the tolerance level. Thank God typically. for the 24-hour subway. Yes. The restaurant, not, not, the, not the ride home. Because <laughs> we ended up Uber blacking at home. Yeah. Which was nice. Yeah. That like was a Mercedes. Nice. Uh, we also, we mentioned it earlier, the Sunday before, we went to the Nintendo World Championship. We did, Which yeah. is really cool. Just kind of on a whim. Yeah, we didn't know it was even happening. Um, yeah, I didn't. I knew it was happening. I just didn't know when. I thought it was Monday for right. some reason, because exactly. that's when, or Tuesday, because that's when the Smash tournament was during E3. Yeah, last year. But yeah, we were going to pick up our badges, and I saw a tweet that they still had tickets available. So yeah. we went over there and went. And it was really cool. It was. It was fun. fun. I, I found out that last year the Nintendo retail partners meeting was in that same room after the smash tournament <laughs> um and this year I, w- I actually went to the nintendo retail partner meeting this year mm-hmm. and it was inside of a 300 seat theater in in the convention center oh cool and reggie made a joke during that presentation that this was a much better <laughs> venue. Not, not like the three thousand seats yeah the big theater. empty nokia theater with like a, just three i mean there's two two to three hundred people in this meeting room yeah you don't need an entire theater, like yeah. fifteen thousand seat theater for that. So that was cool. They fed us breakfast. They see. I didn't get to watch the the direct because I was oh, in this meeting. Okay. Um, I was wondering what y'all like discussed or if they were going to show it there. Or I thought they were just going to show the direct, but no. Mm-hmm. It was Nintendo executives, kind of one by one, going over each arm. Like this guy is going to talk about. Well, like Scott Moffat is just doing the whole... He's basically emceeing it. And then mm-hmm. Doug Bowser did 3DS. And Doug then Bowser. Reggie came out and did Wii U or something. There were like yeah. six different people. Right. And um, it was cool. It's I was it, I should not have been there. <laughs> I mean, the, I'm sitting next to the buyers from like GameStop and Best Buy and, and like Walmart. Nation, yeah. These people are in charge of huge accounts and our account is small. <laughs> but I'm here. I don't know why. Hey, man. And, we're yeah. we're here, so we, you should be there. Exactly. Um, Next time you got, I saw like the Microsoft like retail room and stuff. Yeah, and the Sony one in the back of their booth should have been there too. Come on, I've done the Microsoft retail room before. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, that's cool. They had finger sandwiches, not finger nice. sandwiches, but like sliders. <laughs> I just go to E three for the food. That's basically it. Yeah, uh, I did play a few more things or see a few more things. Yep. Uh, let's see. Wednesday morning, I started with uh, XCOM two. They had yeah. like a theater demo for that. Uh, XCOM Enemy Unknown was my game of the year in 2012, so I got super excited when this was announced. Uh, so they had it playing, and this one, it takes place 20 years after uh, XCOM. I'm going to call it the first XCOM, even though it's not. Um, but in this canon, like the bad ending is the correct, the canon ending, because right. the aliens win. Yeah. They take over, and XCOM is like driven underground. So in the mission they showed, it's kind of like this big not festival but kind of like speech or something that this big statue they're like showing off which yeah. they're like yeah aliens so we want to go blow up the statue as kind of like a morale boost to for the humans but it to me it was it was kind of weird because it's kind of like backwards from the uh, XCOM enemy um, unknown because in that one you know you land and you're kind of moving and the the aliens are stalking you right and they run into you whereas this one the aliens are already there because it's like in a city square and you're kind of stalking them to try to blow up the thing and kill them who get in your way right so it was kind of cool it's an interesting twist and i'm excited to see where it could go unless i was the only level like that and the rest will just be in, in like the woods or you know in the yeah. abandoned city but yeah. i don't think so because in this one apparently like the aliens are kind of oppressing the humans but they're also like curing disease and 
trying to like make the world a better place, but they kind of see themselves above the human. Right. So it's, it's right. kind of an interesting narrative take on that. The gameplay wise, from what it looked like, it looked like XCOM. <laughs> so I mean, that's okay. Graphics, you don't play XCOM for the yeah. graphics. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, take cover, go into Overwatch, shoot things, throw the right. grenade. That all was the same too. So I'm definitely excited about this. I also checked out Rocket League on PS4, which yeah. I know Neil was excited about. Right. It's basically like soccer, but you're a car. Yep. And your car can jump and do like somersaults and shit. That's that sounds. It was awesome. really dumb, but yeah. you know, I told this developer like I said I like I like little dumb games like this, and he understood what I meant because you know like party games yeah. like when we play Star Wall, that's a dumb game, but yep. it's fun. Yeah. Or Towerfall and stuff like that. Right. And he, he he got tickled when I said this is basically a better version of that shitty Metroid game across the way. Yeah. Because it's basically instead of you shooting a ball into a goal, you're ramming it with a car. Yeah. And, you know, it's four players. We were playing split-screen, two-on-two, but he told me that you can do four-player split-screen locally or 4v4 via the internet. So I'm definitely going to pick this one up when it comes out and add it to, like, the party rotation when I have people over. Because it's it's, it's good dumb fun. Add that to, like, the Jackbox and all that other stuff. exactly. And then I also had an Oculus appointment today. Yeah. I had an Oculus appointment Tuesday and I forgot. <laughs> Good job. So, yeah. I went to my Oculus appointment and I got to play one game out of like 10. Right. So I chose Eve Valkyrie. That's what I played I last year. A lot of good stuff about it last yeah. year. And it was really cool. Yeah. Um, is it, you know, it's just kind of like a dogfighting in space game. Yep. A lot more fun than the dogfighting in space level in Star Fox. Yeah. Um, maybe you should put Oculus on for Star Fox. Maybe. But I don't know if it swayed me enough to want to get an Oculus. How do you feel about like this VR? Because this E3 kind of was big on VR. Like, I feel Morpheus like was there, Oculus was there, was... Gear VR was there. Yeah. But now they actually have stuff, not just tech demos. Yeah, but you played the same thing I played last year. Yeah, but they had other games I just didn't want to pick because I want to see if E-Valkyrie right. was as cool as you said last year. Yeah. But Morpheus had like... 10 demos this year that are yeah, actually real games right. that we weren't able to check out because that line was wrapped around the booth. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm excited. I mean, I'll, I'll get Morpheus. I don't have a computer that can handle um, an Oculus. Luckily, I saw the specs for Oculus in the computer you just helped me build or the like exact specs yeah, for yeah. Oculus. So I couldn't do it. Yeah, you'd be fine on that. I, I felt like the headset itself was smaller, more compact, a little more aerodynamic more consumer friendly like the big hulking thing like the dev kits were right but still felt a little top heavy on my head yeah so, this isn't something that you could be you could or should be doing for like hours at a right. time and that's, that's just a discussion on vr and also just weird because like you were gone yep i don't know someone if could break into your house robbed yeah right now. And, and do anything because you know they has the little earphones on there which weren't there last year I had to put earphones on my yeah. head and then the, the visor and it was total sensory just gone and it was kind of weird because like when they pulled it off you they're like welcome back yeah like every time they said that and it's true because you know I felt like I was in space and it was cool look around everywhere and it's just like cockpit and if stuff. you have kids there's no way yeah you can't if that's just irresponsible if, if, if you if have you, children if you have anyone else in the house with you you can't nope so it's it's definitely interesting I don't know if I want to pay $300 for this headset to play E-Valkyrie again or all this stuff, but I'm a little more open to the idea after playing with it again now. But eh, still Q1 2016, according yeah. to them. Same time as Morpheus. Right. The question will be how many more of these headsets will come out. I mean, uh, there was a five-hour wait for HoloLens at the Xbox uh, booth, 
which I heard things about. I guess we can also talk about HoloLens because when we were at the the Microsoft press conference, they had that Minecraft demo. People when, were wowed, and I was it. just like, "There's no fucking way." Like well, this is one of those too good to be true. Yeah, scan your skateboard into connect moments to me. I don't know how you felt. Yeah, it's I don't you know I even if it is even if that's how it actually works, I don't see how it's applicable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's cool. Uh, it's unlike anything I've ever experienced. But I, I mean, not that I have experienced it yet. So I guess it would just have to wait for the software. You know. Yeah, I mean, I don't play Minecraft, so that's not gonna. Yeah. I don't need Minecraft on my table. I can build Legos. Yeah. That. And yeah. I have a glass table, so is that going to help? Does that work? Yeah, it's just the way Do they... I have to have a wooden or... Yeah, the way they just showed it just seemed too specific and worked a little too well. Now, am I saying it's not going to work like that? No. Right. But from reports, you know, this is all secondhand, I hear like the, the field of view is much smaller yeah. than what they showed. But I also heard, like, when they did the Halo thing, this was part of the Halo 5 demo. Right. Like, you put it on, they're, like, waypoints down the hall, and you, like, just follow the Halo waypoints, and that sounded kind of cool. Yeah. And then, you know, you played Halo 5. But I had uh, talked to one person online that waited three and a half hours to do that, and one person that said they waited five hours to do oh, that. Oh, wow. And both of them said it was not worth either of those waits. Uh, that's unfortunate. Like that and Halo 5. Right. So... Uh, I think that's everything we've both played. Other games that were there that we didn't get to check out, was there anything you hoped to see or like any other no. games you were excited about? I that pretty were shown? much played everything I wanted to play. Really? There's games that I will buy that mm-hmm. were at E three that I did not play. Like? Uh well the until dawn. Yeah. You know, I'm just gonna buy that. Mm-hmm. If if that fifteen or twenty minutes of uh, that demo is in the final game, I'd rather just experience that at home. Right. Oh, I also played Dragon Quest Heroes. I yeah, really you were enjoyed that. About that. Yeah, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't play a lot of Dynasty Warriors games, uh, but if and I played a little bit of Hyrule Warriors, but I think I'd be more into a Dragon Quest one, and it was really fun. Oh yeah, because that's um, yeah Dragon. So that's, that's like Dynasty Warriors, but Dragon Quest. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's the same as Hyrule Warriors. And I also played Mighty Number no. Nine, and I'm glad to see. Yeah, that how, game. how was that? Because I also backed that. Yeah, so I didn't back it, but I okay. buy it. Is um, that? I mean, is it as Mega Man-y as that? Yeah, it felt like the right amount of Mega Man-y. And then there was like this cool dash mechanic where when you would kill one of the robots, you could absorb it if you dashed into it fast enough. Okay. And you could like combo these dashes. So if there's three right next to each other, just dash through all of them after mm. you kill one of them. Okay. So and it it just people are complaining because it seems too cute, but I don't like. What do you want? You know, yeah. like a super. Uh, I mean, it's. It's Mega Man. It's not mm-hmm. going to be hyper-realistic and yeah. blood and violence. <laughs> and, and then I actually did play the Mega Man uh, collection, which right, is just yeah. this emulated thing of the first six Mega Man games, but also with like remix modes and art. And it's, it's like a oh, okay. So it's great, more than just yeah, what I have on my 3DS right now yeah, already. it's not just the games. It's a nice little love letter package to Mega Man fans. But um, only one through six? Yeah. Okay. That's it. Yeah. No X, no seven, no eight. Yeah. So. I guess it's just the... Because one... These the are all NES the Mega Man 1 games on NES. Okay. These are all the Mega Man games yeah. on NES. Yeah, because 7 was SNES and 8 was PS1. PS1. Okay, yeah. so I guess that's why maybe it's harder to emulate. I don't, maybe thematically those. they just wanted to do an just Nintendo one. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. So. What if we'll see an X collection soon? Maybe. Um, we have both of those on PS2 in the store. Yeah, that's true. And now it's coming out again. You also saw what right next to it you said you played... Um, Ghostbusters yes. Puzzle Fighter. I was really excited for Ghostbusters Puzzle Fighter because I love Puzzle Fighter. Um, this is not Puzzle Fighter <laughs> at all. So I, 
I immediately stopped playing it because it's just like a slide three, you know, match three game. Oh, wow. I don't know why Capcom in their booth is calling this game Puzzle Fighter. Right. Because it's not Puzzle Fighter. <laughs> they should have called it Ghostbusters Bejeweled or Ghostbusters whatever. Match three. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I couldn't tell you anything other than I was disappointed in it. Okay. Well, that's, that's, what, that's what I want to know. Right. I wish I could have. I know you're not a big fan of it, but I was, wished I could have seen more Fallout 4. Yeah. It got a lot of like game of show yeah, it did. recognition. Um, I mean, they spent like 40 minutes of their press conference on it, and they released that mobile game, which a lot of people are saying is pretty good. But yeah, I was hoping to check out more um, Fallout. Obviously, I was wanting to play Halo 5. Oh, I wanted not. to play uh, Trackmania. Okay. Yeah, but I did not. Is that like the... The Ubisoft with the DLC where you're like a on a unicorn. You're no, cat. that's just more DLC for their motorcycle uh, I'm, game. I'm mixing motorcycle game. No, Trackmania is the that's the racing game. I'm thinking the, of Trials. Yeah, you're thinking of Trials. Trackmania is like the crazy arcade racing game that the new one of the new mechanics is like it'll just create race. It'll create tracks for you to race on mm-hmm. randomly. But, right. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been a fan of that franchise on PC, um, and the idea of just having like randomly generated I mean, sometimes they're probably going to be really bad but maybe some will be fun uh, randomly generated tracks is an interesting idea in a racing for sh- game for sure for sure and then what else was there I mean there was Assassin's Creed you know, uh, that was, yeah, that's what I was thinking of yeah. I just lost my train of thought I think this is the first year I did not go in the Ubisoft booth because I could not have given, given two shits less of anything <laughs> in the Ubisoft booth um, what Assassin's Creed Assassin's The Division Ghost Recon Ghost Recon was popular there were a lot of people excited was Ghost Recon even playable? yeah I think they were doing like huge you know yeah I heard some positive buzz about Ghost Recon. Okay, good. I forgot, yeah. I forgot about that. That did look good yeah. in the thing. I guess I just assumed or thought it wouldn't be playable and just be a theater experience. Right, no, it was... Yeah. Division and Rainbow Six and Assassin's Creed were all playable, but I just don't care about any of those anymore. Yeah. Mm. I guess I have a slight interest in the Division. Just, it just, I'm curious of what it actually is because this is its 33. Yeah, it's been to E3 more than some of the people at E3 this year. Yeah, yeah. and the the trailer they showed actually looked kind of cool at the press conference this year, where you're like, wasn't it the same trailer as last? No, year? no, no, because this one they did that like that dark zone mechanic where it's kind of like the opening to the Dark Knight, where you're in your fire team or whatever you want to call it in that. And this other fire team comes, you can work with them to get their loot, but then you can, like, kill them and take their loot, and then the one guy killed his teammates and took their loot, and then just left. So that's kind of an interesting mechanic where you can grief your teammates. You can do that in Cannon Lynch. (laughs) That game came out in 2007. Yeah. Same thing. But (laughs) Actually, I think they did it a little better. But just the fact, I love Destiny, obviously, but the fact that this is set like in a city. So you're going to stop playing Destiny so you can start playing The Division. Only if, there's no way in hell you Only can if play. The Division has Nightfalls. You can't do these. You can't play <laughs> no. both. I highly doubt I'll get The Division. This is something. But it looks visually worse every year it comes to E3. So it's more realistic. Right. It's actually what the game's going to look like. Yeah, as opposed to that bullshit they showed in 2013. I'll uh, watch dogs. Yeah. But this new mechanic, and if it's like, kind of like a looting game and more RPG in like a city, could be more interesting to me. Right. Because I kind of like those kind of games, obviously. Yeah. obviously. I like the first Borderlands. I like Destiny. It just depends. But the main reason I like Destiny is the shooting more than the looting. So we'll right. see if, yeah. how the division handles and how it plays. I'm interested to go check on 
some of our favorite sites and see what they thought of the division since they obviously got to play it. Yeah, my favorite thing about leaving E3 is getting home and then finding out what happened at E3. Yeah, I was talking earlier, it's kind of this weird first world problem where we can't watch all the coverage from our favorite sites because we are here. Yeah. But we don't get the exclusive content that they get. Right. But, I mean, another thing I wanted to bring up, aside from games, just the experience of being there was cool. Just seeing all these people like Reggie, walking by Reggie or Adam Boys or you know, Chuhei Yoshida. Yeah. And all these head of these companies or even like Giant Bomb people or GameSpot people who we like read their stuff and watch their content getting to talk and yeah. talk to them and meet with them. It's and definitely cool to see people that, you know, you see their faces in blogs or you, or you read their tweets or you listen to their podcasts mm-hmm. and everyone's just kind of there uh, in the same place. Uh, right. So it's, it's always awesome. It's my favorite thing about the show. Yeah. Or even getting to hang out with, I say our friends, they're, they're, it's their job to be they, Yeah, they have to like from us. From Harmonix. Yeah, they, they're contractually obligated <laughs> to like us. So. But it's just one of those things, the more and more I go to E3 now, like this year, and I can't imagine with you and your 10th, but with me and my 5th, it's, to me it's more about those experiences that I look forward to now than just playing these games. Yeah, I would rather just like have a cool conversation with someone uh, in the industry than like play a game. Probably. Unless it's their game, then I'll play their game and talk to them. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. But I think it's just gotten to the point where, since we unfortunately don't have these cool hookups like the bigger publications do. It's not like the old times when we had the meetings for the basketball rhythm games (laughs) and all the other stuff. Skyrim appointment, you guys. Skyrim appointment, yeah. Yeah, the (laughs) NBA Baller Beats. Baller Beats. We had an appointment for Baller Beats. Just want to to remind everyone about that. I toured Square Enix's booth in 2012. That was really cool. I got an inside tour for an EA booth in 2004, I think, uh, mm-hmm. from when we were we were buying direct from EA, and they gave us this is like Command and Conquer three. We had like this theater presentation where the it was it was awesome. So I've I've been all over, you know. I've been inside booths. I've been waiting in seven hour lines. I've done everything. <laughs> so it's it's you know nothing's a surprise anymore. Right. So. If you had to give a like game of show that you saw or whatever, do you have anything I mean, it's not, you would do? It's, it's I not, mean, obviously we yeah. need to play. Everything. My favorite game was Amplitude, and okay. that's, I played that more than any other game. I had more fun playing Amplitude, uh, but that's you know whatever. That's not the best game of the show, and it's not. But, I mean, you can go. I mean, I saw game of show things on smaller things like Galaxy or uh, Drawn to Death. Oh, that have yeah. like game of show faces and well, awards on them. I mean, them. Amplitude was my favorite game. Of the yeah, show. Then that's so, hey, that's your. It thing. felt like Amplitude, yeah. and it sounded great, and it played great. So there you go. It's exactly what I want in a rhythm game. <laughs> I mean, I had a lot of fun playing Rock Band Four. Obviously, I'm excited for that to uh, to officially come out. And we can all play it together. Yeah, but I guess for me, if I had to give one. Just because I was so surprised of how good it looked and the mode I got to play was super fun was Star Wars Battlefront. I really enjoyed that, and it's now instead of it, eh, it's to me it's a definite buy yeah. when it comes out. Obviously, Dice makes popular games with Battlefield, despite Mirror's their edge. servers breaking. Right. Um, so, but I was a little worried, obviously, with EA and their track record and all this stuff with Battlefield. But before I played, it felt great. I like playing in third person more than I like playing in first person. Right. As a Battlefront game should be played. As it should. And But uh, but yeah, I guess I'd go with that, even though obviously there's a lot. Anything anything else you want to talk about that you saw or didn't? I mean, like I said, Mirror's Edge was there. Yeah, Mirror's Edge was there. I didn't get to see that. I'll probably just buy that. Uh, 2K was really pushing Battleborn, Battlecry. Battlecry. No, Battleborn. Battleborn. Yeah, yep. 
Bloodborne. That was kind of like, I guess, they replace Evolve with the giant statue and the right. booming music and right there. And that just game does not look good to me. Uh, there's a market for that. I guess. Yeah. Uh, the weirdest thing to me at E3 were the booth babes for the Dark Souls 3 photo op. That was weird. I didn't even see that. What happened? It was what in the that? South Hall entrance. It wasn't even okay. in, inside E3. That's weird. So the one thing I think of when I think of the Souls universe are booth babes. <laughs> so there were these girls with like skin tight gold pants mm-hmm. and like black Dark Souls 3 shirts. And you could like take your picture in front of a blood fountain. And then, <laughs> oh, with the sword? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I saw GIFs and pictures of that on the internet, but I did not know where that was. It was just out in the South Hall entrance. Yeah, I went to South Hall one day, really. I went back yeah. over there a little bit today. Yeah, we went back a little today. We walked, Yesterday, um, I'm sorry, I shouldn't start speak like that. It was a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. We were in the Capcom booth watching one of their Street Fighter Five tournaments. Right, right, right. Renee got a picture with Daigo and uh, Justin Wong. That's cool. Put down his backpack full of Twinkies for five minutes to <laughs> take a picture with Renee. So it's pretty cool of him. Uh, other, I guess other fun things I saw on the, or not even on the show floor, but there was uh, all the zombies walking yeah, around. Yeah, that was actually really cool. The, the <laughs> prom- promoting some VR zombie game, yeah. Walking Dead zombies. But they they were really weird and they just like, growl at you or try to sneak up on people Some, they were like touching people i didn't think you were allowed oh, really? to do that yeah they're like grabbing people you probably shouldn't do that but they did also do a really good job of like just waiting there and posing if you want yeah. to take a picture so they kind of broke character but not really right so that was kind of weird and like the creepy payday guy with the mask like yep. getting out other masks here's the fake money and yeah at the end of the show they were as we're leaving they're just throwing out fake like money into the crowd that scene in batman when uh joker when jack nicholson's joker is like throwing the money in the oh air. yeah it's reminding me of that <laughs> People started dying. It's weird. You know, that did not happen yeah. here. I also thought it was funny now that like YouTube has like a, a dedicated gaming thing. Yeah. In West Hall, like Twitch was in one corner and YouTube was on like the other corner. Yeah. And they're, uh, they're, no, I'm sorry, it was South Hall, and they were like, I don't know, they'll keep as much distance between them as possible. It didn't seem like Twitch. Twitch had a big, bigger presence at PAX South. Yeah, I, I'm, I gotta say I'm impressed with what YouTube has put together. I mean, I'm not, got not some even money. Well, that Google yeah. money. Not, I'm not talking about getting Jeff Keeley and the poor girl who can't read tweets correctly during yeah. their whole live coverage, but just their booth was a lot bigger, and they had to get, or they seemed to get more talent in there, and right. it was just more impressive feed for covering E3 than Twitch. It was like their first year. Yeah, so that was hats off. You know, and it's been interesting to seeing like who's covering E3 how ever since G4 got shut down. Right. Because back in 2011 and I think 2012, they're still there. It was obviously just G4. Right. And GameSpot had a little booth or whatever. But now you have like GameSpot has like two or three stages. IGN has a stage. Yeah. YouTube and Twitch have stages. Yep. Like all these different people are covering E3 live from it, the show floor. To me, it feels more like the old, like the 2003 and 4 shows when you had like One Up and you had IGN, you had GameSpot. Mm-hmm. I mean, there wasn't Twitch back then, but there right. were. The G4 was still there. Um, there there was a lot more television coverage or, or yeah. just like internet video coverage. And and then in maybe five years ago, four years ago, three years ago, it felt like it, it had gone down. And now it seems like it's coming back. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of neat because if you, if you wanted to go to E3 and you didn't want to just like wait in lines all day, you could just go to one of those booths. Like if you just want to go to GameSpot booth 
and just stay there the whole time. You can see everything. That Eventually, comes you'll see everyone because they'll right. all come through there for interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a totally legitimate way to spend your E3 if you're not actually working. Like right. just hang out in that booth and just see who comes through. We saw Tony Hawk, we saw Cliff Blazinski, and we yeah. saw the Giant Bomb guys in like 15 minutes. Yeah. So I can't imagine who else would have come through if we had stayed for an hour or two or all day. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's fun to me. I like doing things like that. Plus it's good to sit down and Yeah, you can charge your phone. <laughs> they had you phone chargers sit. everywhere. That was that was neat. Yeah. Uh it's okay. Any anything else before we wrap up? Uh looking forward to E three two thousand sixteen. Yeah. June fourteenth through sixteenth. Also looking forward to all these great games that are coming out. I might even buy an Xbox One, which is weird Whoa. to hear me say. So I guess we're around rock band time, I'll probably pick one up because that's what I'll be playing Rock Band on. Cool. Well, that was it. That was E3 2015, GameWare Express style. Uh, I think we're about to go, like, pass out. It's been a long few days. Tomorrow, yeah. we're going to Six Flags Magic Mountain, yeah. two ride roller coasters, and then Saturday, we're flying home. Yep. So, we will see y'all then. Steven, thank you for putting it up and you. doing this with me. You yes. know, I know we're both tired. Thank you, everyone, for listening at home. And we will be back next week with a regularly scheduled episode. Until then, have a great weekend, everyone. This was E3 2015, and we will see you next week. Mm